Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning, Isaac. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Yourself? Oh, I'm, I am great. It is a beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest. It's about uh, 60 degrees out and sunshiny. Uh, you and I were having a conversation earlier today, and you are in Alaska, just for the folks out there who might be listening. What's it like in your neighborhood today? Well, our highs are in the 20s, um, and so, you know, it's crisp, it's cold, but thankfully we still have not had any snow, so we got to look on the bright side. Man, the middle of October, I guess we're getting towards the last third of it, and you, uh, you're you in the 20s. That is amazing to me. I'm sure you're you're prepped for a long winter, um, and so I'm kind, of, I'm kind of excited for you a little bit because I like cold, crisp days. Um, you know, and, and that kind of an experience, but I don't, I don't know about that for all winter. Holy smokes. Um, I will, I'll, I'll be praying for you. Uh, anyway, Hey, we'd like to welcome everybody to take the word for it. And so today where we try to encourage believers, um, in taking God's word into today's, you know, biggest issues. And, um, we're going to talk about something that's pretty interesting and actually incredibly relevant today especially as we're heading towards November and the midterm elections right here, we're going to talk about uh, Christians' role in voting, you know, and I guess really the uh, the question as we look at that is, uh, and the thought is character over being partisan. You know, um, the two-party system that we have in our country, um, you know, some people say it works, some some people say it doesn't. Uh, you can make arguments both ways, um, right? But people, especially in today's climate and just coming out of COVID and where we're sitting at, uh, it's pretty easy to get pretty heated one way or the other and uh, define yourself as a Republican or a Democrat or even an independent um, <clears throat> and just put that out there and then try to just uh, toe the party line because, um, quite honestly, the last couple of years in our country have seemed to be a, a, a pretty volatile time um, and, and splitting even along uh, political lines. And so so that can happen. And so the question then as a believer, if you're looking at that, and I know there are some believers, and I'm sure you know some people, Isaac, that, you know, they would just say, hey, politics, I don't want to be involved at all. Right. Right. Um, voting, I don't it's what, what's going to happen is going to happen. I don't want to have a voice in this, that kind of a deal. And even, uh, you know, if you look at Proverbs 1633, uh, says this, it says that the lot is cast on the lap or, or meaning the vote. Uh, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So, so that, and, and, and we know that every authority on earth, the Bible says that God has put that authority in place. Mm-hmm. So, so he has a purpose for it, and so that would that would lead people to even say maybe, well, if if God has put authorities in place and He has control of that, why do I have to participate? Right. So, here's what that comes down to in my book, and I'll, I'll let you chime in on this in in, in just a minute. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if that question is, if the Bible says that God determines the outcome of an election or puts rulers and authorities in their place, why should Christians vote or participate? And and my thought on that is this. 
when the righteous participate, everyone benefits. Yes. Like there, there, there isn't a place that you can think of in life where the the participation of someone who's living a righteous life and who is trying their very best to be Jesus, right, in the world that we live in, their participation helps every situation. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I go share at schools or talk to, I've, I've had the benefit of doing uh, baccalaureate and graduation several times. And one thing I always tell, uh, you know, young people at that age as they're getting out into their career is, you know, the world does not need uh, the next LeBron James or the next, um, you know, uh, Madonna or the next Britney Spears or the next, uh, you know, Bill Clinton or even Donald Trump or, you know, anybody that you want to put in in that in that spot. What the world needs is people um, doing those things who look like Jesus. Right. The world needs the world needs doctors and politicians and singers and uh, you know nurses and garbage men and you know school attendants and crossing guards who look like Jesus that they can look at Jesus and say you know and people and say there's something different about you I want what you have mm-hmm. so so you know God has called us even from the very beginning with, with, with the nation of Israel to be um, a beacon in a place that is dark. So Proverbs uh, 29.2, it says this, it says, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, talk about that picture for a second. What are your thoughts on that? That when, when the when the righteous thrive, people are in a position to rejoice. When the wicked rule, people groan. Well, I, I can see it as you know, like when you talk about just when when righteous, when when God's people are involved in something, it just brings it up a notch. And so when we vote, you know, it's not just that we're casting a vote one way or the other; it's that we are saying as a Christian, like. I'm participating in something that that God has created. God created this process. And so God may be in charge of the outcome because God's in charge of every outcome. You know, if he's sovereign, then nothing happens on this earth that God did not allow. So, um, you know, so just to say, oh, well, he's going to take care of it anyway, that, you know, what you're really doing is you're not cheating God. Because if God doesn't use you, he's going to use somebody else. You're cheating yourself. And yeah. and so it's not just that the righteous are doing something and so the, the community benefits. When we're doing something, we benefit. Voting motivates us. It gets us to start thinking a little bit about um, things that maybe we don't think about throughout the year. It starts getting us to think about the kind of people we want in leadership. Then it gets us to start thinking about what, what we value because so much about voting comes down to um, moral beliefs. And yes. And I think if we don't do it, it's like it's just like not going to church one Sunday. It's like not doing your Bible reading. God's going to keep being God. You're cheating yourself. Hmm. That's really that's really uh, I think an interesting thought on there and a great point. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of along the different lines, but I I I think about the times that Jesus performed miracles, right? And and Jesus' first miracle, he goes and he 
turns water into wine at a wedding. And mm-hmm. and when he does it, he asks men to go fill the jars with water so that they're participating yes. in what he's doing, right? He doesn't need to ask them to do that. They don't have to put water in there. He could very easily turn nothing into wine. He doesn't need to have water in the in, in the in, you know in the in the jars to make that happen. But he wants to participation. Right. And and when he and when he raises Lazarus from the dead, he tells the people to roll the stone back, you know, and doesn't have to do that. He's raising a mm-hmm. guy from the dead. He can't tell a rock to move. You know, the, right. the point of him doing these things is to to get us to participate and be active in what's going on there, you know, in the kingdom of God. And um, certainly, you know, here, if God is the, the king of kings and the authority of all authorities, then... Uh, you know, politics and the way that our governance are set up and things like that um, certainly uh, are a part of that that we're called to participate in. And even yes. even if you look at the way that Israel was set up, right, and the governance of Israel, um, you know, uh, Moses takes the people out of Egypt, and his father-in-law, as he's as as, as Moses is trying to make every decision for the people. He's got these, you know, between one and two million people out in the desert, and he's trying to make every decision for them and judge over everything that's there. And his father-in-law, Jethro, comes to him and says, hey, what you're doing isn't wise. You need to set up a form of government. You need to put men in charge of hundreds and men in charge of thousands and then tens and then, you know, break it down into families. And and these people Mm -hmm. will make the majority of the decisions and they'll come to you. So, the structure of having governance is all through the Bible, and there isn't a place in the Bible where God asks us not to participate. Exactly. Um, I think I think it's interesting that you said that when we participate, things are you know lifted up. Proverbs fourteen thirty four says, "Righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness literally yes. picks it up, but sin condemns any people." Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, you know, you may be looking around and just looking at the current situation in our country and saying this is falling apart. And we always have to remember that great passage out of second Chronicles that says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Um, Yes. I think that is such a profound promise that God makes us. And any of these verses that we've just pointed out, it just shows when God participates in what what's going on, things get better. They get better. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have do. to remember that we live in a place that's currently run over and ruled by Satan and his minions. You know, not that he has dominion, um, you know, or, or, or is all powerful or anything, but, uh, but he has, you know, some can, some is influence over what's going on, you know, in, in our world. And, and, and that's even more reason for us to participate. So let me, I'll, I'll shoot this question to you then. Um, you know, if we're, m- many people do like to do this. I know, um, I know that sometimes, you know, people won't have to, time to look at a ballot uh, or to read the information on what's going on with, uh, with, you know, the politicians and who's running and, you know, what the real issues are. And so you might just end up, you know, voting Republican or, you know, straight up or straight Democrat, depending on what your beliefs are, or even independent. As mm-hmm. a believer, 
Are there dangers involved in doing that? I think so, because I've seen so many times where, you know, you think, oh, this person's Republican, so they must, you know, go uh, are pro-family value or maybe they're pro-life or things that you would just assume is connected to that party or Democrat or independent as well. And yet that's that's very much uh, not true. Uh, like even in the election in Alaska right now, there's two or three candidates that are Republican and pro-choice. And, and they're very open about it. And so if you just go down the ballot and just say, oh, I'm going to vote for all the people who are independent or Republican or Democrat, you know, you, you, you could really just be putting somebody uh, in office or, or, or supporting somebody that would go against your belief system, your morals. And I think you would regret that. You know, obviously God can, God's bigger than that. But I think for us as human beings, like I, I really want to value character. I think especially as Christians over politics, I want somebody in office who is, is really has the same value system or similar value system as me, because that's what I'm going to care about. So uh, I've really been challenged over the years to take the time and and not just take the easy way out. I think that's what Satan always encourages us to do is like, oh, look for the most simple, passive way you can possibly participate in something. You know, that's the person who says, oh, you know, I'll just pray for you. When really what they need is you to go and actually sit and listen to them, take them out to lunch, do something intentional. So we can, sure. we can look spiritual and actually not be doing anything spiritual. And I think that's the danger in sometimes voting is saying, oh, yeah, I voted all Republican. Look at me. I, I did great. And, and God may be saying, you really cheated yourself in the process because maybe that's not the person I wanted you to support. Maybe that's not even something that you would say in a public setting that you really believe in what that person stands for. Yeah. Mm. So we want character over title. Mm. So the goal then, you know, you're basically saying, and I love that, you want character over title. The goal is to, you know, up, uphold candidates that have, you know, biblical values and character um, as a Christian, you know. And yes. so um, what are some practical steps that you could take then uh, to make sure that you're doing that? Like how do if I'm, you know, let's just say that I'm, you know, 18 years old or maybe I've just never taken it seriously and I'm getting ready to vote for the first time here. How do I practically do that? The first thing is, is most places that you live in will give you a voter's pamphlet in the mail, or you can get one online. And that can give you um, some insight into, because it doesn't just say that they're Republican or Democrat. It often will give statements that they make, that each candidate will make, um, you know, like personal statements. You know, so, so that's one place to look. The other place is looking at, at candidates' Facebook page, looking at their website. A lot of local newspapers, I know that happens here in Alaska, will do um, interviews with a lot of the candidates, and you can read those or listen to those online. And so practically speaking, just doing a little bit of homework, and, and especially just for those um, positions that you are passionate about. Maybe you don't care so much about the county commissioner or the person, the person that runs the water and electricity. I'm not saying that character doesn't count there either, but, but maybe it's not as relevant to you as a senator, um, a president, uh, a congressman or woman. So I think those positions where you know somebody is going to be making daily decisions about morality, 
I think you want to do your homework, and it really doesn't take that much time to do a little digging. It's amazing to me how much digging we will do on celebrities and how little we will do on people that will actually run our lives. Isn't that incredible? Uh, Wow. So... So I don't. I think we just want to be careful that we're not lazy voters because, again, not only are we not helping the cause that we believe in, but we're cheating ourselves too. Because when you take the time and you really do the research about, you know, when you go and cast a vote, you really feel like you feel strongly about that decision because you're like, I took the time. It's like making a purchase. You know, you, nobody makes a, a purchase of a home sight unseen. At least it wouldn't be a smart purchase because you wouldn't be invested in it. And so God wants us to be invested in our decisions, especially decisions that have to do with those who are going to be in authority over us. Uh, So do your homework. So I would say just those practical things. It's like we live in a day and age now where no one can hide, you know, so you think a candidate can like sneak through the filters. No, you know, you're going to know if you take a little bit of time and just read a few things. I do that every year. And I'm always surprised like, oh, what I thought about this person then you read like a, a comment that they made maybe offhanded to a newspaper and you're like, whoa, that's a, right. I need to pay attention to that. You know? Right. Right. That, that actually uh, brings me to Matthew seven, uh, you know, and this, this certainly uh, when I believe when Jesus says this, it, it wasn't obviously about politicians, but I think sometimes politicians can, and, and many people do represent themselves falsely, right? And, and put out things that are not true. Say things that, hey, I'm, this is how I feel about this, and then vote otherwise. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think Matthew seven fifteen is such a great verse on this. It says, be on guards against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but, uh, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them, and this is the important part of it, by their fruit, Right. But yes. what they put out, he says, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles in the same way. Every great good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. So a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And, and here's essentially what Jesus is saying. He's you will know a person's character by their actions, you know, and someone, someone is a, a new candidate or someone certainly who has been in office for a while and you are maybe new to, to voting and new to looking at these things, the importance of doing the research that you're talking about to see what their past history shows. What does their past mm-hmm. history tell me? Because past performance, I, I know you've heard this and probably everybody has, it's the best indicator of future right, of uh, future actions. And so uh, if you can see what someone has done in the past, you're going to have a good idea for what they're going to be like and what they're going to do in the future. And um, and I think, obviously, Jesus has a lot of wisdom in looking at this, you know, saying, hey, look at what they've already produced. Right. Um, so, so it is significant to participate. And one one more piece that I might even add to that is make sure that you are – you know, aware of what the issues are that are going on right now. Before you start looking at candidates, maybe just looking around and seeing what the the big things that are going on in the world right now that that affect us, you know, as believers or just affect the people in general. In other words, says that we are to be in the world and not of the world. 
being in the world means that we have to participate in life here. But, but, but Romans 12 says, don't conform to the pattern of the world, right? So, so looking, looking at the differences, looking at what those issues are and how you might, um, make a vote that is going to better society. Because as we started at the beginning, when people who are of good character, uh, participate and when the righteous participate in what's going on in our world, it elevates everything that's happening. Exactly. And participation too gives you credibility. You know, I do not listen to people who tell me they didn't vote. I don't mm-hmm. care what their opinion is. Uh, it's like the person who says, you know, it's always those people at church who are the loudest complainers and you never see them serving. You know, wow. so if you, if you're not doing the, the, the work, you don't get a say. And, and I wow. think that's important, too, where God's saying, like, you know, your opinion isn't going to matter. All it's going to be is just air that people are going to hear. But when you know that somebody did their homework, I love reading blogs or, or listening to podcasts and things of somebody where you can tell they've really thought it through. They can see both sides of the issue, and, and they've really worked on some things and done the research. And that, those are the people you're like, oh, I want to tune into that person. And then yep. the people where you're just like, they're just blowing smoke. It's just they're picking stuff out of thin air, and they're just mad. I'm like, mm. you know what? That's a waste of my time. And, and right. I think for most people, unless you just want to be angry, that's going to be a waste of your time. So I just tell people, too, like, you know, if you want to have an opinion, then you've got to do the work in order to have your opinion be validated. Wow. Wow. Well, I think that's a probably a good spot to stop for today. Isaac, thank you so much for your wisdom. And uh, as always, enjoyed the time with you. Everybody, thanks for tuning mm-hmm. in to take the word for it. And we will uh, we'll talk to you next time. Be blessed. Yes.